A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to the Friday Five, my weekly dip into the world of well-being with some news, views and topical insight to help make life both healthier and happier. Well, to that end, I'm delighted to be joined by the best-selling author and international motivational speaker, Robin Seeger, creator of the Pathway to Peace of Mind program. Yeah, sounds great, doesn't it? Pathway to Peace of Mind. And it is a free five-day course that offers just that, a bit of peace of mind in these anxious times with simple yet highly effective techniques, each taking just five minutes a day to learn, which we can then all put into practice simply and safely, whatever our age or stage in life. I've tried it and I love it. It's simple yet effective. And I also love chatting with Robin about his life journey from boyhood to the international stage. Plus, we got chat about something I'm also very fascinated by and interested, maybe, in doing. And that is walking the Camino de Campostela pilgrimage in Spain. Let's take a listen. So, Robin, a really warm welcome. Thank you so much for finding the time. It's just such a a timely thing, isn't it, I think, to be talking about anxiety and easy ways to manage it. Yes, I think um, anxiety has always been with us, but with uh, the pandemic and the change in families being able to see each other, there's just more, uh, I think, general worry and concern for individuals about their future. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. And I know that we're going to talk through some really simple, practical, easy ways to help that. But what I'm always interested in, particularly when I have a new guest coming on, is to hear a little bit about your backstory, because you did not come to mindfulness and, and all of these things by the kind of conventional path, did you? That's not how you set out in life. No, not at all. I, I come from Glasgow. I don't know if I've lost my Scottish accent. I think I have people. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> people think I sound like, I think I sound like, you know, a Shakespearean actor, but apparently I sound like uh, groundskeeper Willie from The Simpsons. Now, I grew up in a family <laughs> with, I have five sisters and um, my dad was a doctor. So I grew up as a little boy wanting to be a doctor. And, but I also love comedy. So I thought, well, I want to be a doctor, but I want to make, make people laugh. And um, my life was great. And at 12 years of age, I went to bed one night and I was, um, I remember it very clearly. I was thinking about 
heaven, very existential thoughts for a 12 year old. And I suddenly thought, well, in heaven, there'd be lots of ice cream and jelly. And, and then I thought, well, wait a second. When I go to heaven, I'm never going to die. That doesn't sound very, that really, for some reason, that gave me the biggest fright. And I remember jumping out of the bed and having a panic attack, not knowing what was happening to me and running into my parents' bedroom and waking up saying, ah. and um, that was a trigger. So I remember thinking to myself, I don't like this feeling of being, being anxious. But I kind of forgot about it. I went to university to study uh, human biology. My dad died. I, I dropped out of, of uh, university. I went into comedy as a comedy writer and performer. And um, all this time with anxiety, managing these, always having catastrophic thoughts about what could go wrong. Mm. And when I was 28, I get diagnosed with cancer. So, and the minute I was diagnosed with cancer, the anxiety kind of went away. And what was interesting, I thought, why? I'm not worried about my cancer the way I thought it would be. And what I realized, and I will come on to this later, is that, you know, anything we're anxious about isn't in the present moment. It's always in the future. And mm -hmm. um, so what happened then was I came out of cancer, came out of hospital, and I was 28 years of age. And I four questions popped into my head when I was in the hospital bed. And the four questions were, why are rich people rich? The second question is, why are happy people happy? The third question is, why are successful people successful? And the fourth question, and the most powerful question is, why am I none of these three people? <laughs> okay, rich, happy, and successful. So w was that always the goal then for you from that point on? Well, I just, I wondered why my life had been, in my view, difficult, challenging, full of worry, concerns, comparison, judging myself, judging my situation. And yet there are people who are happy, successful, and rich. And when I talk about rich, I don't mean, you know, Jeff Bezos wealth. I talk about having enough in your life to not worry about having more. And um, I made a promise to mm -hmm. myself, Liz, that if I got out of hospital, and lived, I was going to find the answer to those questions. And 18 months later, I was the head of entertainment development at BBC Television. And people said to me, you've been lucky. And I said, lucky had nothing to do with it. Because I researched like a maniac. I remember going to a bookshop and buying 14 self-help books, pop psychology. And as I checked out, the, the guy's looking at me. And I remember saying to him, I'm not a loser. I'm just doing some research. And so, and that was my, but the other thing that was bugging me is I still had this undercurrent of anxiety and I tried different things. And, and then one day I read a book and I'll, I'll talk about this very later. And that book fixed me permanently. That one concept in that book helped me so much. It was extraordinary. And then I left the BBC. I became disillusioned with the idea of just doing telly stuff and I wanted to do something that would help other people and I had an idea for a book and I had a meeting with Random House and a little known secret about this book at the time mm. there was a film called Natural Born Killers with Woody Harrelson it was in the it was 1998 and I had a meeting with the commissioning editor and the, and the head of uh, Random House Gail Rebuck and they mm. said what's the name of your book and I hadn't thought of a title for the book and I one of those like Hollywood moments when I kind of looked around the room and I said, oh, the book's called Natural Born Winners. And Brilliant. that was what I wrote in 1999. 
and it went into 18 languages around the world. And as a result of that, I got asked to speak at conferences. So I became an accidental motivational speaker. And um, that was how I got started in the journey that I've been on for the last 22 years. That is just extraordinary. I, I love it how all the cards kind of stack up. And I guess your previous job, if you like, or incarnation as a stand-up comic stood you in very good stead to then be standing up on a stage internationally, talking to audiences and getting the audience on your side, which is key, isn't it, as a comic? Yes, I think as a comedian, you want to um, you, you want to make the audience feel they're, they're in a safe pair of hands. And mm. the first two or three minutes on stage are critical because we're both assessing each other. The audience is assessing you, you're assessing them. And um, having done that for many years in America, I lived in Los Angeles, I worked in New York, I, you kind of develop a sixth sense. And I also learned from being a comedian that people want three things when you speak. They want to be informed, they want to be inspired, and they want to be entertained. Mm. So they want information that they either didn't have or forgot they knew. They want you somehow to emotionally engage them to, sufficiently to inspire them to use the knowledge, not just have the knowledge. And that's the problem with people who have anxiety. They will tell me, oh, I've done mindfulness, I've done meditation, I've done this. And I go, yes, you haven't done it. You understand it mm -hmm. and you know about it. But it's like going to the gym twice and going, I haven't got a six pack, Pui, that gym doesn't work. Or going to <laughs> right. in French and going, I'm uh, that rubbish teacher, I can't speak French. You know, it's, yes. so, it's, uh, so as a comedian speaking at conferences, it was easy for me to, not easy, it's never easy, sorry, but it was, mm. I was more comfortable joking with an audience, being informal. I, I'm not an academic. I wasn't presenting papers. I'm not a world-class expert in the, in the profession. So I take a much more everyman view and try mm -hmm. to put myself in the position of people in the audience and go, this was my experience, this is what I found, and make sure we laugh a lot as we have time together. Well, that sounds pretty good. And would you say then that your anxiety and that your journey with that and the discoveries that you've made have been really a fundamental thread that's run right the way through your life then since that little boy in, in yes, bed. It, it has. You know, I did a lot of research into anxiety and there's a genetic component to it. And it's basically, you know, we as human beings uh, seek reward and we want to avoid punishment. And if we go back 10,000 years ago or 40,000 years ago when it was a, a different time, you didn't want to get eaten by the big woolly tiger. You didn't want to drown. You didn't want to get caught in the plains when the rain came. So you developed this response to danger, which is to shock adrenaline into your system to make you very aware for the blood to leave your extremities and to come to your major organs and to prepare you for fight or flight. Mm -hmm. Or I always people say fight, flight, but I always add freeze. Because I think most people that have anxiety just freeze. They become right. stuck in their life as all frozen in time. So I realized that um, the best way to, 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 to do something is to try and understand it. But mm -hmm. what I've learned, having been a comedian, is a joke exists. It's, it, you can't deconstruct comedy. Something makes you laugh, it makes you laugh. Something makes you anxious, it makes you anxious. So it doesn't really deconstruct. But if you understand certain fundamentals, about anxiety or comedy, you can apply them. And the example I use is when I'm talking to an audience and they're laughing, <clears throat> no one in the room who's laughing is anxious because you right. can't 
Yes, that's a really good point. Laughing at the same time. Mm. When you've, I don't know, Liz, if you've ever had a fit of the giggles. Oh, for sure. Especially with my brother. My brother can make me laugh. Maybe it's that sibling bond, but we, we just have hysterical giggles about the stupidest things. And you can be as a child or younger with your with your parents and your brother, and he's just mm. at you across the table, and you've got hysterical <laughs> giggles, and you can't stop the giggles. You just can't stop. And if your mother says, stop giggling. It <laughs> makes it worse. <laughs> and I, I say that's exactly the opposite of anxiety. Because right. in anxiety, you're just feeling fearful and worried, and if yeah. someone says, well, stop worrying, you can't, you feel I've got no control over it. And the, the reality is sometimes you don't have immediate control of it, but you do have more, much more control. So what, when, when COVID came along, um, I was seeing a lot of people saying to me how worried they were, how concerned they were. So I, I, I wanted to put together a very simple program, completely free of charge to anybody who said, what would you recommend? And so my feeling now is that no matter what situation you are in, it's like fitness-wise, no matter how unfit you are, you can do something to get fitter. No matter how bad your diet is, you can do something to alleviate it. Anxiety is the same. No matter how bad your anxiety has been or is, because if you have prolonged anxiety, your nervous system gets worn out. And you end up becoming depressed. In the old days, they talk about nervous breakdown. So what I wanted to do was to give people some tools they could use on a regular basis to help them uh, manage mm-hmm. anxiety. Because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a ter- terrible affliction. And I, I came across a quotation, Liz, that I, it, it, wherever I speak in the world, I put this as the last slide I ever put up before I leave the stage. And the first thing it says, if we live in the future, it makes us anxious. If we live in the past, it makes us sad. And when I talk to people about what's making them sad, it's about a a relationship that they finished. It's about um, a job they didn't take. It's about an opportunity they passed. If I ask them what makes them worried, it's about the future. Mm. But in the present moment, when you have a fit of the giggles or whatever, <laughs> when you're absorbed in eating a beautiful oyster or a bit of cheesecake or you're yes. with your children or when you're in that moment, yeah. there's no room for anxiety or regret. I think, well, a couple of things there that, that have really struck me. One is I think that the acknowledgement that anxiety only really exists in the future and therefore bringing us back to being more aware of living in the present the here and now and, and you know to try and take that anxiety away and also that laughter truly is the best medicine you know that's absolutely true i mean there was a comedian that used to say laughter is the best medicine unless you've got diabetes in which case insulin might be a better option also <laughs> funny joke but um i do think laughter is and there is that laughter is a dislocating activity when mm-hmm. you laugh from your heart or your tummy uh with friends and there's tears suddenly nothing worries you because it's you're yeah. just dislocating yourself. And I do thoroughly agree with that. And I think that people, you know, I was walking on, on the way to the gym this morning. There was a, a child in a pram. It was about 18 months, two years old, and just stared at me. And I stared at it. And we're having long eye contact. And I was, I smiled and it smiled. And mm. that was a moment. And it, you, you realize that children, you, we're not born anxious. Mm-hmm. 
we learning we learn to be anxious and it often comes from a parent my mother god bless her used to say to me whatever i was doing um mom i'm going out to see my friend patrick well don't get run over by a bus oh my goodness putting that anxiety right oh, out there yeah no, I, yeah I'm, I'm getting the train to london well you know make sure you don't miss the train because uh, you have to buy another ticket i'm <sighs> mom i'm going to america well careful you don't get mugged and that was that was just yeah. all this fearful world and um it was extraordinary, as opposed Gosh, to. Gosh, I'm I'm probably very much guilty of that, and I, you know, I see it as a, as a as a parent. I see that as a way of showing care and concern. But you're right. Maybe I am projecting my inner anxiety and sending my child off rather than them feeling empowered, and free and liberated, going out there with anxiety already kind of pre-programmed into them. Well, I think it's true. I mean, and it was you know something that I became aware of. So what happens? Um, and if I wind this back, if I asked you who are the most confident people in the world as a group, or the most, yeah, who are the most confident people in the world as a group, people would say brain surgeons, people that test parachutes, astronauts, I don't know what they'd say. But statistically, mm -hmm. the most confident people in the world as a group are four-year-old children. Really? Because at the age of four, 96% of children have high self-esteem. They believe they can do anything. They've learned to walk, to talk, to dress themselves, to feed themselves badly. Mm. I'm a 40-foot ladder without a safety harness or take food from the dog's bowl without asking Rover if it's okay. Because for the first four years of its life, the child, if it's fortunate enough, will receive the following messages. You're wonderful. You're clever. You're pretty. You're smart. Mm. You can do anything. You're my little soldier. Who's my princess? Who's my little princess? And then you wonder why she grows up thinking she's the Queen of Sheba. But that's another that's another story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but what happens at four? You go to school and somebody says, you can't sing. You're not pretty. Ooh, no one like you smell. And then suddenly as you get older, your parents get frustrated and say, are you stupid? Are you, mm. you are so clumsy? Now, at a certain point, you take over from your parents and your friends, you become the critical voice. You become the voice that goes, oh, I'm scared. I can't do that. I hope I don't get hit mm. by a bus. Oh, I hope, it, you know, I mean, doing this unconsciously. And the, the evidence of the research that says that there's a 90% of the messages we give ourselves tend to be negative versus 10 being positive. So 10%- That's extraordinary, 98%. Of 90, 90% 90 of our- 90. Is in the negative, you know, it's it's not necessarily yeah. harsh, but I I coach golfers. I I write books on golf on the mental game, and I always say, you know, when you miss a putt, what do you say? And they say, oh, I call myself an idiot. I call myself all sorts of names. And I said, mm. would you say that to your four-year-old daughter if she was reaching the golf course? They go, well, no. I said, okay. Rule number one: always talk to yourself as you would to a four-year-old child you care for. Mm. Because yeah, and, and, and you're encouraging then. You say, hey, never mind. You'll get it right next time. You're doing great. Exactly. And that's you're, you're, you're so right. One of the things that I want to talk about, and you have made this amazing uh, anxiety course available to all of us free, which is just so generous and so brilliant, Pathway to Peace of Mind. Um, you talk about being in the present as a way to avoid anxiety. Is this kind of leading into mindfulness and, and, that, and that, that fact that we're kind of present in our bodies, being very mindful of our situation right now, not in the past, not in the future? That's exactly it. There's a, there's a story told in the 1930s. There was a, 
an academic who'd been taken prisoner by the some army and uh, he was going to be executed the following day and the guards who were looking after him looked through his sort of cell into his cell and every time they looked at him he was either drawing on the wall or he was dancing doing little dancing you know he was humming or reciting poems and they went in and said to him you do understand you're going to be executed tomorrow he goes yes but that's tomorrow today mm-hmm. i'm going to stay and dance and Gosh. it's about being no true story and not true story i don't know but it kind of brings us to the heart of mindfulness because you know in the, the what i've created is a program and it's just over five days and it just gives you five different techniques to explore plus mm-hmm. it's a downloadable guided meditation mm-hmm. that is talking you through because people say to me oh i can't meditate i can't be mindful that think of the negative talk i mean mm-hmm. think already saying i can't as opposed to saying i'm going to be mindful i'm going to meditate i'm going to be you know so I've, there's, on the five days, there's five different things. And the first thing I tell people to control is their breathing. You know, once you control your breathing, you slow your heart rate down. You uh, get, um, you slow down the sort of all the functions in your body. And uh, I get up to speak in front of audiences of up to five thousand people. And backstage, I will have a moment that my heart's racing, my mouth's mm-hmm. dry. I'm super nervous. It doesn't get easier. I mean, it reminds me of the first time I did a skydive in Arizona. I was at the door of the aircraft and uh, I was getting ready to give out the door. And my instructor, who was outside the aircraft, looked at me and he shouted, breathe, because I'd stop breathing. When we're anxious, the first thing we do is we stop breathing or we become very shallow, which the reason often when you're anxious, you feel lightheaded. You're running out of oxygen. So on the first day, I just talk about breath techniques, the very simple breath techniques you can do that work instantly. It will reduce your anxiety. It, mm. it will stop it. And the next day I talk about mindfulness. What is mindfulness? You know, mindfulness is being aware in the present moment, you know, and just keeping yourself very present. And it's it's easier to do than you think, because if you if you think positive thoughts and every time a negative thought comes in, just go, that's not a good thought. No, that's not. That's, mm. I have no evidence to validate that thought. I'm not going to hold on to it. Um, mm-hmm. The third technique I teach is a wonderful technique called letting go. This means if you find yourself, Liz, or you're very anxious, you what you do, rather than say, I'm anxious, you go, oh, there's anxiety. Okay, be you can stay with me, but I'm just going to let you go. Because the one thing you can't do with anxiety, you can't think your way out of it. The same with the giggles. You can't think your way out of the giggles. That's true. <laughs> It, so you let it run its course, and then you do stop giggling um, after a while. Uh, and then the, the, the third, the final thing technique I talk about is drop the baggage. If you're anxious mm-hmm. about something in the future over which you've no control over, drop it. Just don't visit yeah. it. And it's harder to do than people people think. Oh, that's very hard to do, but it's not. And I think a lot of people carry baggage from their past. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not worthy. I'm not pretty. I'm not successful i'm not you're unique you're amazing you mm-hmm. really are and the most important relationship we ever have in our life is with ourselves. so for goodness mm-hmm. sake kind to yourself love yourself uh-huh. accept yourself as you are you're not nobody's perfect i mean and um but we shouldn't be we should be our biggest fans not our worst critics and yeah. dropping the baggage is is the technique that teaches us to be kind to ourselves. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I love that. And, you know, when you talk about things like mindfulness and, and meditation, I think a lot of people might think, well, I simply haven't got time for all of that. How much time does it actually physically take to, to put into practice? Well, I, did, I designed this course specifically to make each of, each of the techniques I taught a five-minute technique. Oh, brilliant. It's five minutes. So it just Because if you just stop and do it, you're already breaking the cycle. of, mm -hmm. And it, the more you do it, the easier it gets. Particularly, this is true of meditation. You know, a lot of people say to me, I can't meditate. And I go, mm -hmm. you can meditate. Often when you're daydreaming, you're meditating without realizing it. Mm -hmm. I went to a Zen monastery in India. And um, I remember the master saying, you know, meditation is, is the thought, the space between your thoughts. And I love that. And he said, thoughts are like clouds. When they pass over, just let them pass. Don't serve them a cup of tea. And <laughs> I think that's what I do find thoughts now and um, I, that can be, I know if I'm not careful, I can drill into them. And listen, I still work on this on a regular basis. I'm not uh, any Kung Fu monk that has all the answers. I, I'm still a practitioner, I'm still a student. But I've found of all the techniques I've done, I would say that meditation is the most rewarding in the long term and the short term. Mm. Amazing. Well, I hope that lots of people will will go and look up Pathway to Peace of Mind for anybody who is feeling anxious. But Robin, I, I can't let you go without just talking a, a little bit about something else that I'm fascinated in. Um, and I know that you have done many times, and that is walking the Camino. Oh, yes. This amazing pilgrimage through Spain. And I know that many people have done this almost as a result of a life-changing event or, or to combat anxiety, or perhaps just to spend time with themselves, getting them, you know, getting to know yourself better yeah. and hopefully create a better relationship with yourself, <laughs> perhaps. You know, would you mind just talking a little bit about the Camino and, and why you love it and why you've done it so often? Okay. Well, I there's something that um I'd heard about it when I was a young lad, and the, I looked into it, and four years ago, I decided I was going to walk from uh, Saint-Jean-de-Pierre-Porte to Santiago de Compostela, which is from France across the north of Spain to uh, the cathedral. 
um, and it's 800 kilometers. And wow. I thought to myself, this would be a great thing to do. I don't know why I felt drawn to it. And I hadn't seen the film um, called The Way, is it The Way, with the Martin Sheen. And, but I thought, I'll mm. go do this thing. And I started reading up and I got my little backpack. I wanted to do it on my own. And I set off and people go for religious reasons, for spiritual reasons or for adventure. And half the people I met on the, on the Camino were devout atheists. So I would say to anyone, it's, not a, it's, it's what you want to make it. If you want to make mm -hmm. it religious, visit churches. If you want to make it spiritual, spend time on your own. If you want to make it an adventure, it's all there. But mm -hmm. what's wonderful about it, Liz, is when you walk and you get to a hostel and you go into a dormitory and you think, oh, I should be staying in a nice hotel. You think, no, I'll stay in the dormitory. And you sit down with somebody from Korea who shares a bowl of rice and you talk about stuff. And the next day you set off and you walk and then you talk to some young woman or old fella and you develop a family, you develop relationships with people which are not about what can I get from this person, it's what can I give to each, what can we share with each other? There's no hierarchy. And my revelation was that in life there are three things we need. We need food, we need shelter, and we need to be loved. Mm. And if you have those three things, you have everything you need. The other yeah. stuff in my life is just stuff I want. You know, I might want an Armani suit. I might want to fly first class. I might want to eat in the best restaurants. I might want to have a big car, but I don't need them. My happiness mm. won't be dependent on them. But if mm. I've got food and shelter and love, companionship, you know, it's, I, I, and it's just the, the love of friendship, the love of companionship, the love of being known that there's someone somewhere that cares for you and cares about you. Mm. That's my biggest revelation. And as I walk the Camino, I develop relationships with people who I've stayed in friendships with. Um, my friend Tom, we met by chance in a dormitory. He's 75. We walked for a day, then we walked for another day. And one day he just told me he'd been a helicopter pilot in the Vietnam War. We became great chums. And the following year, he and I went back and we walked the Portuguese Camino from uh, Porto up. And then the year after that, we walked the Primitivo. And um, there's something extraordinarily cathartic. And I can't recommend it enough to take the well, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps, actually. And I, I know I have four friends who, who have walked it. And there are different lengths you can do, aren't there? Obviously, I think yeah. that the first one you did was possibly the longest one. But you can do it for, for five days. You can do it for 15 days. You can do it for... 30 days you can you can kind of pick your starting point can't you and then it all ends up at this cathedral is that right it does you can and the the, the only condition is you have to walk a minimum of 100 kilometers to receive your certificate so mm -hmm. the town called it uh, where does it start there's a number of places you can start from yeah i yeah. the one condition i tell anybody is do it on your own mm -hmm. um, don't go with a friend and i've seen friends who've fallen out when you're on your own you're open to conversations you will meet people that you would otherwise not have reached out to. Um, and it gives you time to spend time with yourself, something mm. we don't do, you know. Well, quite scary, actually. You know, I'm, I'm definitely considering doing it. And, and, you know, I don't think I've ever 
spent significant amount of time you know on my own just with myself certainly not since being a parent and also not being planned because I gather that you just literally set off with a backpack and you don't have an, an agenda an itinerary you don't necessarily book places in advance and they people I talked to about it have this expression and they just say well the Camino will take care of you yeah, and you just have to kind of trust it and and it all works out in the end you do find somewhere to stay you do find something to eat you do find people that you like to talk to you do and what happens they say the Camino provides and mm -hmm. I never booked in advance but uh, there came a point at some there's a thing called the race for beds because everyone's <laughs> trying to find a bed so sometimes right. so sometimes you might get on booking.com or one of these things and just book yourself a bed somewhere so um but i had walked 35 kilometers in the heat and i remember there's a lovely girl called ivana from uh, croatia and we walked one day together and we got we walked up this long hill we got to the uh the albergue and the albergue is a hostel and mm -hmm. um i said do you have any beds and they said yes we have one left <gasps> and i thought so what oh, did you do <laughs> Well, I thought to myself, well, I've got to be the gentleman. I said, Ivana, please have it. She went, no, no, you, Robin, you're older. I said, no, no, I, I insist. And then she went, are you sure you don't mind? I'm going, no, no. <laughs> you know, then I walked another like 100 yards and suddenly someone said, you need a place to stay. I said, yeah, they mm -hmm. go, we have some rooms. We have a room upstairs. So, you know, it's providence. You know, if you believe yeah. in providence and a, 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 an intelligent, loving universe, then you, you, you'll be fine, you know, and I, and I think that uh, you're very chatty and interested and interesting, Liz. And so I don't think you'll be short of the, the challenges of sometimes you pick up walking with someone who you think I've got to escape this person. Right, <laughs> you have to sort of speed up or slow down. Dry. <laughs> I mean, you get people that adopt you, and they keep saying, "Oh, what time are you leaving tomorrow?" And I, there was a person yeah. who used to sort of get up at six in the morning so we'd always be sitting outside the albergue and go oh robin there you are we can walk together uh, and i'm like oh no so right you'd have you'd have to get up at five thirty. <laughs> yeah so my my advice is go and do seven days and mm -hmm. if it's really not for you come home but after yeah, seven sure. days love it plan to go back and do another seven days yeah well, it's certainly something that I am going to plan. And I think the opportunity to leave anxiety and, and cares and worries behind and, and perhaps have done pathway to peace of mind before then to get some techniques for, for breathing and for putting the baggage down. And I guess on the Camino, you don't take baggage with you because you're carrying it all. No, you rule number one, you, you should, whatever you carry should be 10% of your body weight. And uh, one one change of clothes, a little a sleeping, not even a sleeping bag, just a bit of, I use a bit of silk, a silk liner, um, mm. toothbrush, and it's and anything else you need you can buy. You see some people with too much luggage, so they have to send it ahead. But I think part of the journey is carrying your bag. That's just for me. Yeah, traveling you know, light. Traveling light in life, that's a very yes. good metaphor. Robin, it's great to chat. Thank you so much. I will make sure that we put the links up to Pathway to Peace of Mind at the end of the podcast so that everybody can freely enjoy it and hopefully well, feel a little bit less anxious in these well, tricky times. Thank you very much, Liz. And it's absolutely free of charge and there's no uh, upsell on it. It's just a, it's there for you or anyone that wants to use it so they won't be getting bombarded with uh, anything. It's just it's a tool, a resource I'd like people to access. It's a gift. Thank you so much. Thanks for being with us.
Well, big thanks to Robin for giving his time to chat to us here today and to share so much. And that website address again for the free, no strings attached download is simply pathwaytopeaceofmind.com. Now, if you were listening or watching my IGTV live on Wednesday, you may have heard me make reference to a supplement called creatine. This is an amino acid long linked to helping build and preserve muscle mass as we age. Now, the medical community has been divided over its effectiveness, but I have to say I have personally found it to be helpful. I just add a spoonful of the Strong Nutrients brand of creatine powder to my morning cup of tea or coffee. It's completely tasteless, so it doesn't interfere with the flavor at all. And this week, I was pleased to spot the results of a clinical trial from the American College of Sports Medicine, no less, just out that showed that both short and long-term supplementation is not only safe, but can indeed provide enhanced post-exercise muscle recovery, injury prevention, and rehabilitation, as well as a number of potential neurologic benefits benefits relevant to exercise, they say, i.e. everything related to our central nervous system, which all sounds like very good and positive news. And I, for one, shall definitely be continuing with my daily creatine to help muscle tone and overall fitness. And the one that I use is just plain creatine powder. It comes from Strong Nutrients. The website there is strongnutrients.com. It's founded by a fab female founder, one of our friends here, Zana Morris. Brilliant person trainer who's been using it very successfully, particularly for midlife women, for many, many years. And she has given us all a 15% Liz Loves affiliate code discount. So that's Liz Loves, all in capitals, you know the drill, all one word. And that is from strongnutrients.com. And as their strapline says on their website, in challenging times, be strong. Well, before I go, just time to read a few bits of feedback and reviews. As always, very much appreciated by the team and me. So many thanks. Do keep them coming. Uh, This one, actually talking about exercise, it was Anon on Instagram, says, oh, this is brilliant. So much exercise chat, so much valuable advice. I've started on the squats already. Thank you. Yep, squats. Gosh, squats. That's the one, isn't it? All personal trainers love a squat. But what's not to love? frankly. Easy to do. You can go as low as you like, depending on your fitness levels. No equipment required. Don't even have to change out of your PJs. Just at the end of the bed, just do them. Uh, This one here from Silvana on Instagram, who says, this is, I think, talking about menopause, maybe, or hormones. She says, I lost sleep. My middle thickened at 44. Oh, yes, middle-age spread. And I couldn't stop feeling anxious and incapable of doing anything. Mess with my self-esteem, no end. Just a few symptoms of many there. Yeah, I think that is to do with menopause. Thank you for this campaign of awareness and enlightenment into a new way of being, brackets, well-being and not constantly feeling that we don't deserve to feel good. It feels so liberating. I'm starting to feel the joy from within. Wow, it's actually starting to feel exciting to get up in the morning. Oh, Silvana, thank you. Thank you so much for that. I do know that feeling. And yes, that's what it's all about. Life is for living, isn't it? Come on, we are human beings. Let's be, let's be ourselves. Let's feel the joy. Absolutely. And there's so much if you want to know more about replacing estrogen. Obviously, that is one of my campaigns for midlife women. Please do head over to lizarwellbeing.com. 
and take a look at the many, many resources there. You can also download the free Balance app that was created by Menopause Doctor. And of course, you can take a look at the newly formed Menopause Charity, the Menopause Charity of which I am a very proud founding ambassador. Uh, Sarah here also comments on Instagram. Just so loved your conversation today. I've recommended you to so many of my friends who are feeling the symptoms of the menopause. I am 70 years old and wish I had had all of this when I was going through it. Thank you very much, Sarah. I do. I'm so thrilled to hear that you are recommending it to your friends. We just need to empower and get this knowledge out there. Uh, change of subject here. This is from Julie on YouTube, left on the Lizard Wellbeing YouTube channel, talking about magnesium. You may have heard my interview with the founder of Better You. We also have a Liz Loves affiliate discount code over there if you would like to check out their things. We were talking about magnesium being absorbed through the skin and Julie writes, I bought those magnesium flakes for my son. He works on the dock so can get achy. I take the Better You supplements and use the magnesium oil for cramp in my legs. The oil is a godsend for me. Thank you very much, Julie. Good to get feedback. Um, also here on YouTube, this is from Min, who says, so appreciative that these are now being uploaded onto YouTube, as I always miss the live. Thank you, Liz and team. Yeah, so the lives that I do on Facebook and Instagram, I do them now on a Monday and a Wednesday at lunchtime. And we do always record them. And then we pop them onto YouTube onto the Lizard Wellbeing YouTube channel. So you can always find them there. And we also put links up. If you click on the little URL just below the caption, you will be taken to the Liz Loves page if you want to catch up on any of those discounts. Uh, last but not least, this is from Olive and it's come in via email. And you say, Olive, I follow Liz on Facebook, listen to her interviews and also watch her on Instagram. She is inspirational, especially to ladies like me who are trying to hold on to strength and health as we move into late 50s. Thank you very much, Olive. Yeah, staying strong, strong and healthy, full of joy, positivity. That is what it's all about. Thank you so much for all your comments. As you can see, there are very many ways that you can connect with my wellbeing team and me, whether it's leaving a comment on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. You can take a look at the Lizard Wellbeing YouTube channel, which I do hope you're subscribed to. Lots of new content going on. You can also leave a comment there. Of course, if you're listening to the podcast, then head over to iTunes. You can leave a review. I will pick those up and read those out. And if you do have a moment to click those little five-star review buttons, that is so much appreciated. Appreciated. It's such a simple thing, but it really does help to raise awareness of the podcast and hopefully spread the word, the helpful, inspirational information that could just be so very needed for somebody to listen to. If you'd like to email us, you can email the studios. The email address is hq at lizardwellbeing.com. HQ at lizardwellbeing.com. Always a pleasure to share so much positivity. That is it for this week. I do hope that you will join me here, same time, same place, next week. Until then, go well. Take care. Bye bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer after for years to come try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.